Hello and welcome back to Anna So & Co, self-help from those who need help. I am your host, Anna Sophia Reardon, and today we have a very, very special guest on, Daniela. Hello. Yay. So we're just going to kind of like jump right into it. So first question comes from Tyler Moran. I don't have enough time to eat breakfast in the morning. Okay, well, my first instinct would be get up earlier, but that's not always that's not easy. always an option. Not always as easy as it sounds. Yeah. Like, okay, this morning, like I was so dead set on like getting ready on time. I was like, oh yes, I'm gonna be productive. Like I have a math test today. I'm gonna look over stuff. I'm gonna read the Hamlet chapter. I woke up ten minutes before I was supposed to leave. Yeah. So yeah, maybe yeah. not as easy. As that sounds so I've had the same thing happen to me where I've been like, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. I'm going to do all of this in the morning. And then I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I'm going to do none of it. Absolutely not. Yeah. Like the me at night is much more ambitious than the me in the morning. Oh, yeah. Like the me in the morning hate the me at night. Mm-hmm. Like they're past, not on speaking terms. Past me and future me are like at ends right now. I told that phrase to my dad once. I was like, hey, that's a problem for future Anna Sophia. And he has been using it against me ever since. Like anytime I remotely mention procrastinating, he's like, remember the future Anna Sophia. That's so ominous. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what? Honestly, that's good motivation, though. It's it's great motivation to just think about, you know, in the future, I, I won't have to do it. <laughs> it's nice. That is true. Put all your problems on the future you. In the future you will deal with it. Future right. you will, future you is struggling. Present you is making future you struggle hard. That is true. I mean, okay, this is probably not the most solid advice for someone that's trying to get up early. Okay, I don't have enough time to eat breakfast in the morning. Oh, make a quicker breakfast. Yeah, or or use a breakfast that's, like, really quick to do or one that you can prep the night before. Like, my mom makes smoothies. That's something you can make the night before and, like, put in the fridge or something, and you literally just blend it, and then you go. And you can, like, drink it in the car, so you don't have to sit at your wheel Mm -hmm. eating something. Like, one time I saw someone eating cereal at the wheel. Like what? Like bowl and everything. They had like a Tupperware, like plastic Tupperware with what? cereal and milk. And they were like eating, like hunched over their wheel like a gremlin. Oh my God. Genuinely so terrifying. So not something I'd recommend. So smoothies are a good like Smo- remedy for that. Smoothies are good. I recommend smoothies or if I'm in a hurry, cereal. It always works. Cereal's really nice. That's true. You can always take it in the car with you. That- but like bags of fruit. I bring like bags of grapes in the car with me. Oh, that is always a really solid option. I love grapes. <laughs> grapes are so good. Grapes are amazing. I love grapes. Don't feed them to your dog because apparently dogs die if they eat grapes. That took a very morbid turn. I, I was not, not expecting. Well, I didn't know that. And now I have a dog. And suddenly like one of the first things we learned is like, hey, don't give your dogs grapes. And we're like, why? And they're like, because it's not good for them. It's like chocolate. And I'm like, what? I fully thought you were going to say you found out because you gave your dog grapes. No. <laughs> my heart was like dropping to my stomach. because like, no, there's no way. There's no one. So yeah, so verdict smoothies. Verdict is smoothies. Or fruit. Smoothies, fruit, and eat it in the car. It's nice. Genius. Boom. Amazing. Okay, question number two comes from... Now hear me out here. Told my viewers to send me their names anonymously, but like weird fake names. Okay. Like if they wanted to be anonymous, just send me like a weird name I can say. All right. So question number two comes from Bartholomew Johan Christian Fever Tree the Eighth Esquire. That's beautiful. I think I'm being moved to tears a little bit. I feel like I'm in like a Shakespearean tragedy. Should we rate it out of 10? Oh, yes. Okay, so Bartholomew Johann Christian Fevertree, the eighth Esquire. I feel like there's can be nothing better unless you were like Esquire the third. Oh, wait, no, he's the eighth. The eighth. Oh, wait, there's so many of them. (gasps) Oh, my God. Oh, that's beautiful. There's a whole family tree. Style points. There's a whole family tree of Bartholomew Johann Christian Fevertrees. Ancestry points. (laughs) Oh, ancestry points. These these people have like deep ancestral roots in like... 
Northern Britain. And this like, is a dynasty. Stop. <laughs> this is a royal family run out of their own country by re- revolution and rebellion. I want a whole reality TV show. What, what, what are we rating it? I think I graded a solid Downton Abbey out of 10. That's a solid rating. That's I, solid. I'd have to agree with you there. Downton Down, Abbey out of 10. Downton Abbey out of 10 for the name. All right. What is um, Bartholomew's problem? I'm gonna have to... My sibling is annoying. What should I do? Oh, boy. I'm an only child, so this should be interesting Ooh, input here. <laughs> I forgot you're an only child. I would not have given you that question if I remembered that you were an only it's child. It's all right. I'll imagine. I can use my creativity. This is what school wants us to do, right? Exactly. I'm practicing exactly. My, my skills. Pretend you have a sibling. Okay. I am your sibling. I am annoying. Oh, that shouldn't be hard to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I got, I got the image going here. All right. Okay. You should probably go first, considering you have siblings. I do have a sibling. I have a younger brother. His name is William. He's 13 and is sassy. Sassy is such a good word. He is a sassy boy. I love my little brother because now he's at the age where I can say things to him. Previously on, I was just like, you are younger than me. What should I do with you? And now we're like, like, I feel like with a sibling, especially a younger sibling, when you're younger, you're kind of like equals when you're younger. But there's, I mean, there's always a hierarchy, but it's Mm -hmm. sort of like equals, 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 equals. And then you're kind of like, you spread out when you get between like the ages like nine and 12-ish because 12-year-olds, you're finally off trying to like, when I was 12, I left and went to Mara. So I had a little more independence. He was still in like fourth grade. And it just sort of kind of, it's now like balanced itself out. So, cause like now I'm a high schooler and he's going into high school and it's just sort of kind of found its way to rebalance itself out. We're not so separate anymore, if that makes any sense. No, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Like, like I said, I don't have siblings. Yeah. But I have a next door neighbor that's like a year and a half-ish younger than me. And we like grew up together. So I always dubbed her like my honorary sibling. So I can definitely see that. Like they were definitely like the ages between like like eight and 12 were like a weird age because like you're maturing so quickly that it was like, like there were certain things you just couldn't talk about. You couldn't relate it to. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember there would be things I'd have to completely skirt around because I was like, you are too young to be knowing about this. Especially when I was, like, becoming a teenager and she was still, like, 11. Exactly, yeah. I was like, "Mm." And then once you get to high school, it, like, evens out again. Exactly. Like, I feel like that's just, like, older, younger person dynamics. Mm -hmm. Like, when you're, like, a preteen, it's kind of awkward. And then once, like, by the time you're, like, older, it's like, who really cares? But Exactly. I mean, I guess for, like, annoying siblings, I mean, just based on what I've heard, siblings annoy each other, like, no matter what happens. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. There's nothing you can really do about that. But there are good times and there are – there's never bad times with siblings because you can't really, like – like, especially at our age, there's nothing, like, super, like, fighty you can get towards your sibling. Like, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Like, hopefully it won't happen until you're an adult where you're actually starting to, like, sincerely argue with, like, like bad, bad fights with your siblings. But, like, as of now, my brother, the most my brother and I argue about is the dishwasher. That is our greatest argument. It's the most common, and it is the most it's the greatest battle fought in our household. What is What is there to argue about about the dishwasher? Who does it? Who loads the dishwasher? Yeah, who loads and unloads the dishwasher? The dishwasher doesn't take that long. But it, it it's disgusting. <laughs> but neither of us love this. Like, literally, it is our least favorite chore in the entire household is doing the dishes. Okay, that is fair, though. Like, the sensory stuff, like, wet piece of food, like, touches. <gasps> oh, there's something <sighs> about it. Like, it's fine if it's, like, on a plate and, like, like I don't... There's something just about Mm-mm. touching food that's been, like, when you're washing dishes that just makes my skin crawl. That is it's literally the nastiest thing to imagine for me. Like, literally, I don't like it. 
I don't want to touch it. I don't want to. Lo- I can unload the dishwasher. Unloading the dishwasher is fine. It mm-hmm. takes me like two seconds. Loading the dishwasher is where we get the most trouble because at night we switch off chores. <laughs> one of us wipes down the counters, vacuums, and clears the table, and the other one does the dishes. Mm-hmm. That is how much we hate the dishes. We have three chores for one. Oh, so wow. we exchange every night. So sometimes, like, so sometimes, like, if he is back in his room, I will just start doing, like, clearing the table and wiping down and then vacuuming. And by the time he comes out, he has to do the dishes. That's so evil. But what? he does it to me, too. And okay. I mean, all's fair. I mean. And, but we're both, and we're also both really nice about it. Like, if we have homework or something, like, one of us will do the entire thing mm. while the other one, like, studies for a test or something. Okay. Yeah, like, thank you, William, for all the times you've done the entire kitchen while I'm studying chemistry. Please. Honestly, I would I would switch if I could. Would not be caught dead in AP chemistry. I'm sorry. <laughs> AP chemistry, I hate to knock on wood. I, I want to knock on some wood. Let's knock on some wood. The way that's not... Is that wood? I think it's wood. I don't think that's wood. Oh, Do we have wood in shoot. here? Shoot. Where's some wood? Okay, does a book count? Well, it's like paper, um, and that's the same thing that... It's yes, made let's from wood. knock on that book. Let's lock, knock on Hamlet. Okay, knock on Hamlet. All right. AP chemistry is not terrible right now. It's not the worst right now. Well, I, okay, I've heard that from some people, but I would take that to everyone out there with a grain of salt because the only That's people fair. that take AP chemistry are people that like chemistry. I love chemistry. Yeah. Like, for me personally, I would be suffering in that class. I see. I, I would be suffering in bio. That is the only reason mm. I took chem is because I cannot stand biology. Really? Okay. I love how we just got so off topic from the siblings. <laughs> Let's just keep going. It's, it's fine. It's fine. I think the thing about bio is that I always liked writing a lot more than, like, heavy math. Like, I already have a math class. I am not going to add a, another math class that is intertwined with science on top of that. That's and fair. then labs. Oh, yeah. Like, see, that was my favorite part. Okay. I know some people have so much fun with labs. For me, it was so anxiety-inducing because <laughs> Mr. Lyle, every time, he'd be like, all right, guys, if you feel a slippery sensation, it's probably the flesh falling off your bones. <gasps> I loved when he would say that. I would be terrified. I'd be, like, standing <laughs> there, like, completely stiff, like a wet cat. Really? Like, looking around, not wanting to touch a thing. And I oh, think my God. There was one time I think I actually got, like, a little bit. It wasn't that bad. I just had to wash my hands off. Yeah. The entire rest of the day, I was like, is my hand going to fall <laughs> off? So, I think that's See, motivation enough to not take AP chemistry. The other thing about growing up a blacksmith's daughter is that you're exposed to that all the time. Like, I remember when I was a kid, my dad was rewiring his shop, like, to have lights and stuff. And um, I was probably, like, seven or eight. And I was playing up up on top. So you have to understand, my my backyard works where we have a yard and, like, a driveway. And next to the driveway, there's a porch. And there's stairs going down from the porch to the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the basement side door, which is my dad's shop, his blacksmithing shop. So my dad comes upstairs, and I'm playing in the yard. And he goes, hey, Anna, so... Don't go down the stairs, whatever you do. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, just don't do it. I'm like, why? And he goes, because if you go downstairs, you're going to go talk to Jesus. Huh? And I'm like, oh. So chemistry labs, when Mr. Lyle would say, like, all your skin's about to fall off your hand and there's chemicals over here and you shouldn't do that. And this is a big vat of acetone and this is what it does. Like, I was I was not new to any of this. This was nostalgic for you. This was this was my childhood. <laughs> Melting styrofoam cups in chemistry is like what I did when my dad was like, hey, you want to come help me with work? 
That sounds so fun. Okay. If you were raised that way, I could definitely see. Like, yeah. if you were raised with that kind of background, I could see you enjoying, like, AP Chem Labs. I think it's just, like, a mix of, like, my own personal, like, personality. Yeah. And then just, like, how I was raised. Because, like, neither of my parents, like, are, like do really <laughs> anything with, like, their hands or anything. That's fair. So I would get to chem labs and I'd be like, oh, my God. Like, because bio labs were very tame, especially during COVID. Uh, d- dissection. You know you're... I'm aware. I mean, actually, okay, dissection I can actually handle. Like, it is gross, but you can just wash your hands. The germs are gone. That's my biggest fear. I literally cannot stand. We have very opposite views on on what we find, like, icky in experiments. Exactly. I think, yeah, I would take digestion over working with, like, a chemical that, like, could actually, like, melt the flesh off my bone. No, (laughs) take the flesh from my bone. I will not be cutting anything open. Thank you. You heard it here first. Anna so does not need her flesh anymore. I don't need my flesh. Take it. You do the dissecting. All the cool kids are skeletons. Exactly. It's the new trend. Halloween's around the corner. You know, get on it. Yeah, get on it. We'll be, like, real-life skeletons. I know. It'll be so fun. Literally, surgery and stuff, biggest fear. Like, literally, number one biggest fear is being put to sleep and cut open. Yeah. Okay. The being put to sleep part isn't too bad. I had to get my wisdom teeth out a little while ago. No. I'm so not excited for getting my It's a really strange feeling. Like, I remember I saw a video, like, a little bit before I had to do it about, like, how sudden it was. Like, how, like, you hear them counting down and then it's like you blink and then you're done. And I was like, that can't be true. Like, someone has to be lying. So I get into the dentist's office, right? And they put an IV in me, which is just a very strange feeling. I don't like those. And they finally get everything prepped. They tell my mom to leave. And they're like, okay, you ready? I was like, ready as I'll ever be. My heart rate is like going crazy. Me, me. (laughs) I'm like, I have like a very like... I'm like, yes, I am calm. Mm-hmm. I am a river. My heart rate's like <laughs> massively high. The little thing they put on your fingers is just like burning up. No, literally, like it's like a smoking a little <laughs> bit. I'm leaned back and they're like, okay, we're going to count down from 10. And I was like, okay, like some people go to sleep really fast. It should be fine. I'm counting down from 10. I get to three. I'm not asleep. I'm looking around kind of panicking. I'm like, what happens if this doesn't work? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do? Do you have procedures? Do you give me more? And then at three, I literally felt like my eyes were being like pulled closed. And I was <gasps> like, okay, I'm just going to take a little nap. I feel very tired. I close my eyes for what feels like a second. I, it's dark. And then I hear very faintly, you're all done. I was like, huh? That is, no! <laughs> that is okay? I don't like that. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like coming back. I'm like, what just happened? And, and I'm like, and I like vaguely become aware. I'm like, oh, there's like cotton in my mouth. They're done. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't have any recollection. And it's been two hours at this point. Absolutely not. It was so like I woke up and also I didn't get the fun part of being like loopy that some people you oh. see on YouTube, you know, or whatever. Oh, I want that. No, that was literally the only part I was like looking forward to. I was like, okay, this is going to suck. I'm going to be in pain. I'm not going to be able to eat that well. But at least I'm really going to have some funny interactions out of it. Exactly. I was back right away, like mentally there, like as soon as I woke up. I was Ooh. like, okay, I'm coming out of anesthesia. And then as soon as I thought it, I was like, wait, I'm not loopy. I was like, no, are you kidding? This is the, no. what I did all this for. Ugh. I woke up. I was just like very, like I didn't have good control of like my body. I mm-hmm. felt like kind of like lightheaded. But other than that, there was nothing. Like by the time I got home, I was just kind of tired and I was still like numb. Mm-hmm. The fun part was not there, unfortunately. Oh, I'm sorry. But the Anastasia, okay, the Anastasia part wasn't bad per se. It was just a very strange sensation. Yeah, see, IVs and me, we don't ha- we don't work hand in hand. 
So the idea that you're injecting something in me through one of them is not going well because I literally, I once had an anxiety attack getting my blood drawn. Oh, no. Yeah. So they told me, I got into the doctor's office and they were like, you need a COVID test. And I'm like, okay, great. Stick it up my nose. And they Mm -hmm. said, no, you need a blood COVID test. And I said, okay, I'll be right back never to return. And um, sneaking out the window. (laughs) I'm literally crawling out the window as they say it. So they stick my arm out and they put the little like tie thing around it Mm because it's a blood draw. And that like medical things are just not my thing. Mm -hmm. So when they tie that around the tourniquet, they can't find a vein. So they what? haven't. So they can't find a vein. It, they've got it tied, and they leave it tied as they're trying to find a vein. My entire bottom half of my arm is turning blue and going numb, and also somehow at the same time tingling. I don't know how that works, but it was the strangest feeling I've ever felt in my entire life. I hated it more than anything in this entire world, and I started crying. And I was... No! I am a grow... I'm like 15 years old at this point. I am a 15-year-old. They're like, just drink this water. It'll be fine. I'm like, just please get this off of me right now. I hate this. And like, I'm drinking the water. They still can't find a vein. They were like, we're gonna keep trying, but it just depends on how much she can handle. I'm like, she is about to have an anxiety attack. She cannot handle anymore. What do they mean? by handle like how much she can handle i don't know how much they thought i could handle at that point that's such an odd choice of words like like almost ominous how much more she can handle i know like stroking like like a cat like in a high chair kind of like evil oh my (laughs) god i literally no yeah we have like our differences in science is incredible i'd much rather be like doing chemical work than trying that yeah doing that i would say i did get lucky though with the iv because i have very prominent veins in my Ooh. arm. Oh, good for you. So literally, they didn't have, they literally saw it, stuck it in. Ay. That was it. So annoying siblings. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it, but thank you for listening to us rant about our sciences for a while. Yeah, there's honestly like annoying siblings isn't something that like people can do a ton about. Yeah. It's more just like you kind of grow into your relationship mm-hmm. like over time. Like this is a time issue more than like, like there's nothing else about. you can do about it right now. It's a time. It literally is just yeah. time. Anyways. Question number three, our final question for the podcast. Question three comes from Donnie McLean. How to stop over apologizing? Apologizing. I also need the answer. To, I need the answer yep. to this question. I need the answer to this question. Um, I guess with over apologizing, I mean, okay, I used to do this a lot in middle school. I guess I still do. I mean, it's yeah. fine if you apologize for like little things, but like, I don't know. That's like a hard one. That is a hard one. I think just like sometimes people apologize for things and they don't need to be sorry for them. And I feel, I, I don't think... I'm too much of a... I do it sometimes, but I definitely know people who, like, constantly are apologizing for just, like, random things. Like, I'll be like, somebody will, like, I'll ask for, like, my pencil back or something. Like, I'll let somebody borrow my pencil, and I'll be, like, at the end of class, I'll be like, hey, can I have my pencil back? And they'll be like, yeah, here, sorry. Like, yeah, that's... Well, because also, okay, the thing about apologies is that... Some of them are much less important than others. Mm -hmm. So if you're consistently saying, like, oh, I'm sorry, like, all the time, like, when it actually, like, comes to, like, matter, like, when it's actually, like, an important apology that you need to make, it doesn't feel, like, as sincere or, like, meaningful. Yeah, agreed. So I guess that that doesn't, that probably doesn't help with the, like, stopping over apologizing. But I'd say just, like, focus, like on like the more important things you need to apologize for. Like don't apologize for like holding onto a pencil that was like yeah. given to you and you give it back like just when they ask. Yeah. And especially like over apologizing I feel is a habit. 
Mm-hmm. It's a habit you kind of build up over time just from like doing it over and over again. There's steps to breaking that habit because I feel like if you're over apologizing a lot, there's something deeper than just like you're sorry for a bunch of random things you didn't do. That's like anxiety yeah. kind of things. Yeah, that's a question we're probably not equipped no, to answer. we're not equipped to answer this. Like the root um. of that problem, it depends what the root of the problem is. Like if it's more just like a habit you've gotten into because when you were younger, you were told to like, mm-hmm. like mind your P's and Q's, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Like that's a bit different. That's something you can like train yourself to do. But if the root of the problem is a little bit like more like mental health stuff. Yeah, for sure. That's a bit of a different story that we do not have the licensing. <laughs> probably. We don't have the licensing. But we have talked about mental health on this uh, thing before. So mm. we can trying my very best here. If it's a deeper root of the problem, you really have to kind of deal with that before you can deal with over apologizing. And I feel like over apologizing isn't your main problem here. Like, yeah, especially if it's a mental health like related issue, you know, if you're only treating the symptoms, you're not going to treat the root of the problem and mm-hmm. symptoms are going to keep popping up. Like you have to figure out what the root of the problem is. If it's over apologizing just like by itself, like a little contained issue, that's different. But normally over apologizing comes with like oh there's something like deeper here you know yeah over apologizing if you're going to try to train yourself out of over apologizing that might not work because you might actually end up giving yourself more anxiety yeah because you're constantly having to think like oh should i be apologizing for this mm-hmm. or not and it can kind of it can all like cause like a freeze reaction like exactly. i'm not sure what i'm supposed to be doing here and like what if you are trying to break yourself of over apologizing and you actually accidentally like don't apologize for something you need to apologize for that is true i feel like that's the main reason why people over apologize because they're like, if I don't, like, what if this is something mm-hmm. that, like, lingers on the other person's mind? I know that's what exactly. I thought yeah, like, for sure. before. Like, oh, I should be apologizing for this. And the other person's like, I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah. Curb over apologizing a little bit. Just kind of, like, focus your efforts and be like, do I really, really need to apologize like for this? Mm-hmm. Do I really need to apologize for borrowing a pencil that a person let me borrow? Mm-hmm. I guess just, like, kind of thinking it through a little bit. Like, don't overthink it so much that you're, like, freezing up, like, when you're in the situation. But giving it a little that be like is this something that is requiring an apology exactly is this something that is really important right now to be like apologizing for yeah exactly is this a serious issue or is this just whatever Mm. we're not telling you not to apologize yeah yeah yeah. like don't don't be a jerk (laughs) don't be a jerk like actually apologize for things but like maybe just not all the time yeah like just apologize where it matters you know Mm -hmm. and especially if someone is like kind of like asking you for an apology for something like I mean, obviously, it depends on the situation, but, like, yeah. if, it's different if you're being asked for an apology. But, like, if you're just, like, deciding, I guess, like, um, when you need to apologize, when you not, when you don't need to, it's just more like a personal, like, judgment call, I'd say. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why it makes it so hard. But, yeah, I would just focus your energy in on, like, okay. Or maybe try not apologizing for something, like, something very small that you would normally apologize for and be like, oh, okay, like, nothing happened, even though I didn't apologize. Like, this is probably something I don't need to apologize for. Well, I think that's all we've got for today. But thank you so much for coming on, Daniela. Thank you for inviting me. This was so yeah, fun. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for watching Anna So & Co. Please follow us on Spotify at Anna So & Co. And follow us on Instagram at Anna So & Co. And please, please keep DMing me your problems. I need problems to make episodes. So if you really want to hear an episode, please DM me whatever minor or major problem you might have. Uh, again, you can remain anonymous or you can send me a fake name to use on the podcast. Thank you very much for coming, Daniela. Thank you for having me. Okay, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.